Welcome to the Tradie Success Podcast by Annette Wellsford, founder of Common Sense Marketing and Tradie Marketing Secrets. Annette's on a mission to help honest, hardworking tradies like you to become marketing geniuses. So you end up spending less time on the tools and more time growing a great business. Hi, it's Annette Wellsford. Uh, I've got a very challenging but fascinating chat today with Tom Freer, who's the Managing Director of Wintech. Uh, you can see the, the details of Wintech at their website, wintech.net.au. Now, from what I understand, Tom, uh, you specialise in providing IT support to companies that have between 20 to 100 computer users. Is that right? Correct, yes. Yeah. So we we work with privately owned organisations yep. with, as you said, 20 to 100 computer users and we essentially deliver stress-free IT. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Gosh, there's nothing that can, you know, there's guaranteed to bring a bit of stress into your day than a computer that doesn't work when you want it to or a phone. Um, Yeah, and it's always, it's never to do with us, the user. It's always to do with the piece of equipment, of course. (laughs) Good tradie blames his tools, doesn't he? (laughs) That's right. Um, Now, I know that, you know, not all of our listeners today are going to have a minimum of, you know, 20 users, but I'm sure that some of the... um, the information or the help that you're going to give us is applicable no matter what size your business is that correct yeah definitely i think what what we've found over over the years is that um regardless of of the size whether you've got two computers or or 100 computers you, your challenges are very similar um and and the concepts around technology um are very similar as well okay so what are some of the common problems that you see with um people you know trying to use technology in their business so with the top three um common problems we we see talking with with organizations and owners um is that they don't fully understand technology and the capability of it um Everyone's got their head around about they need they need technology, but it's not having that full understanding um, of what it what it can do, what it can't do, um, and then how to make it make it work within the business, and that that leads to frustration. Yeah, um, big time. Yep. Yeah. So another another big component is once you've got these systems in place, is is the downtime element of there. So a big problem for organisations is minimising that downtime. Making sure the systems are available so staff um, and team members can access the information and, and systems they need to. So when you say downtime, you mean when you're trying to use your your tablet or your computer or your phone or something to to get you know the document that you need, and it's just you just can't get it. It's can't get it. Crashing yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's either crashing or you, you get the system not available or whatever it is. That's oh, yeah. that's downtime. So your that's PC might be working. Screen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your PC might be actually on, but you can't get to the information you need. So that's that's where we look at that downtime um, element. And that's when your blood pressure rises. Yeah, yeah, and you want to throw that thing out the window. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the third the third problem we see is around. Um, the, the perception and sometimes the reality that that IT um, is high cost and typically high cost when you least expect it. Right. Um, so that, that's a big problem that that organisations deal with. Yeah. So what are some now they're the they're the problems that you see. What are, what about mis- mistakes people make? Yeah. So I think um, 
some of the big ones are around really underestimating the, the time and the financial commitment um, around IT. Really? And, yeah, and that's not saying that it's um, it needs to be expensive and an ongoing massive cost, but it's it's really looking at how much time you're spending, um, whether it's you as as the owner or or your your team is spending trying to troubleshoot their own systems and yep. their own issues. So that, that's yep. a that's a time and has a direct financial impact to your business. Yep. So it's underestimating what that is. Um, another big one is, and it leads on from that is is trying to do it all themselves and not asking for help. Right. Um, so Google's a great example where you can get on there and you can ask anything you want, but unless you know what you're looking for or you specifically know what you're asking, that'll lead you down um, a rabbit hole and you'll waste hours trying to, to fix a problem. That which would take somebody else, you know, yeah. an hour to fix. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and then, then another big thing is not really having having a good strategy in place with with IT, um, and aligning that with your business strategy. So, when I'm talking about that, it's not about having pages and pages of documentation that we will do this and this is how it's going to manage it. It's about looking at where you want to take your business, and then how technology can support that and enhance it. Okay, so for example, if um you know, a typical plumbing business, for example, is, uh, is out on the road, or even a, even a builder. Um, uh, let's say a builder's got um, four jobs running, so he's got contractors and sub subbies and people on four different sites. Yep. And he needs to. They they need access to all sorts of information. Well, they'll need access to things like potentially the the quotes that were provided and the the plans. Yeah, um, and all equipment those lists and yeah, um, yeah, 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 emails and all schedules, that all yeah. that sort of stuff. What sort of infrastructure, and when I say infrastructure, I mean equipment and software, what sort of stuff are they going to need to manage, you know, jobs effectively out in the field? Yeah, so so the big thing for your for field staff in that instance is having um, – Reliable communications. Yeah. So you're going to need a, a good solid mobile internet solution. Yeah. Um, and that's typically your 4G, which most mobile phones have now, um, or you can get dedicated wireless um, mobile devices. Yeah, but so, your 4G only works in the city, doesn't it? Uh, well, it, it'll fail back to 3G, so you still get good coverage and, and reasonable speeds in, in most instances. Okay. Um, so that's typically not not too much of an issue, but it's about making sure you get the right the right one, and and we we find um, Telstra they have the best coverage hands down. Yep. Whether it's in the city or out in, out in um, out in the um, the rural areas, the yeah. rural areas, yep. they can provide that consistent service, and that's what's needed because the other element um, that your your traders are going to need is they're going to need to leverage cloud technology. What? Yeah, yeah, not the fluffy stuff in the sky. Um, so what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to make sure that whatever data they need is accessible. Um, so all those things we talked about being the parts list and the quotes and the and the, des, the, the designs for what they're working on. So all the files that they all need. All the files that they need. Um, they, they need to make sure that they're accessible over the internet. Um, and that's where the cloud comes into it, that it's essentially uh, an area in the internet that you can securely access and get access to that documents, not only while you're out on the road, but your staff in the office 
who are maintaining that are looking at the same copy. All right. So you, don't, you haven't got multiple copies of the one yeah. file floating around and you update one and then all of a sudden yep. they've got a different version. Yeah, yep. you want to yeah, make right. sure that you're working off a, off a single point of truth. I mean, the last thing you want is to be out talking to a customer and you pull up um, a, a, a list of material that's out of date. Yeah, no, you don't uh, want to do someone, that. Someone's updated it. So yep. it's about making sure all that, that, that information is accessible. Okay, so what sort of uh, – okay, yeah, definitely – um, and accessible from, you know, your phone or your, your tablet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's going to be, I mean, again, it, there's a number of factors that come into it, but typically you'll have an iPad or a tablet or something that you can work with while you're out, out on the field. Yeah. Um, something that's a little bit robust and, but you want it, we want it to create functionality. You don't want to be doubling up everywhere. No. Um, so you don't want to have one device that you use out in the field and then come back and you've got to get familiar with another device when you're in the office. So, Trying to keep it consistent is, yep. is very beneficial. Um, and then back in the office, you're going to want some good, stable computers that, that, are, that are fast and reliable um, that your staff can be, be using and be efficient on. Yep. Um, and again, they'll need solid internet links in their, in their office there. Okay, so what about, um, you know, for things, what about the software? You know, so typical um, trade business owners, they, um, to try and cut back on doing sort of, you know, invoicing at night and on weekends and stuff like that if they haven't got the support staff to do it for them. Um, is there applications or what, what can they be using um, to to improve their bookkeeping and their invoicing and to get paid out when they're out there? Yeah, definitely. And I think the, the big key to that is making sure that it's um, it's done done quickly. So you don't want to be waiting till the weekend doing your invoices and trying to remember what you did on Monday. No, no. So, Whatever system you look at needs to be online, and, and a great tool um, that 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 we see used um, extensively is is Zero. Okay. Um, so it is an online accounting system essentially um, that allows you to create your invoices, create quotes, um, send out emails, um, send out your statements, all those type of things to your customers. So all in one spot, all available online mm. um, over the internet. Um, and accessible wherever you've got your computer. Okay, sounds good. Um, and and I guess there's some apps that help. You can actually take money too, isn't there? Like I yeah, think PayPal's so got one. Yeah, so there's even and and the the key the key part to all of it is looking for applications that will integrate. So you don't want to. And Zero is really good for that because it allows a lot of different tools to plug into it. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is is if you've got Zero and that's where you're doing all your finances. You don't want another application that's taking money that you then have to manually start entering data back into zero. Yeah, no, no, that's a double. Because you're now up, isn't doubling it? up on work. So what you want to do is find tools that will natively plug into the systems. Um, and there's there's a there's heaps of them. Um, PayPal is a great example. They have all the hardware and everything you need that will plug into your phone to take payments, sync it to zero, and it's all reconciled. And that would save on your bookkeeping costs too, wouldn't saves it? Saves on your bookkeeping costs, saves on your time trying to manage and enter it, particularly if you're a sole trader. Yep. Um, the last thing you want to be doing is up till midnight reconciling everything. The more yep. the more you can automate that, yep. the better. I mean, Zero is great. It's got links into just about every banking um, bank in Australia, so it'll automatically import all your um, um, transactions bank. every day. And oh, all right, it. cool. That yeah. sounds good. Okay, so what about, do you know, or have you got any recommendations or you know much about sort of like, you know, 
job on the job tracking and stuff like that yeah look there's um again Calendars and all that scheduling yeah yeah so definitely calendaring and scheduling um would come down to what email platform you want to use um whether it be a gmail or an office 365 um and both of those can also be used to leverage centralizing your, your documents that we touched on before yep so that that's a good good state you need to look at a good solid um platform around email and collaboration tools Yep. Then you then you will look at how you're managing your jobs out on there. Now I haven't got any specific recommendations, but um, the key is if particularly if you're using Zero, there are a number of add-in tools that are available that will do job tracking for you. Okay. Um, and job locking, so you can create all your jobs in this system, which could be issued out to your team of doing these three jobs today. They can then track all their time in it, which mm. feeds back into Zero, creates your invoices and all those topics. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Now, you mentioned um, the uh, Office 365. Um, I understand that's like Google Apps, um, but for those of us who are a bit technically challenged, can you just explain what we mean by what you mean by that? Yeah, so, I mean, Office 365 and, and Google Apps are um, very similar in what they offer. And the, the, the key functions out of it are really email, mm-hmm. uh, online file storage, like cloud storage, and communication with your team, so instant messaging and video conference capability. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're out on the out, in, out on a job and, um, you know, you've got, say, like a an Excel spreadsheet with a list of, you know, measurements or, yep. or materials or something, you can just – that the – Office administrator is put together, or the um, the quantity surveyor, or whatever. You can act, you can have a look at that on your phone or your yep your yep. Tablet. So you can be opening up those Excel files, and you yep. can be looking at the data that's in there. You can be adding data in there. Oh, okay. In yep. real time, that yep. someone else is adding data in there. Oh, really? So, so you don't end up with two different versions. Don't have two different versions, and it creates it automatically creates like comments and who's doing what. So you can collaborate on that document as you're going. All oh, right. So you might have your your team. Um, in the office doing the proposal and you need to check over it. You can open up that same document, make your notes in real time and they start seeing them so they can quickly get it done. That's fantastic. So that, that's there. Um, and, and that's in Office 365 in, in Gmail. And one of the big things we see, um, the benefits that we see moving to an Office 365 is around the familiar, fam, I can't even say the word, that it is a familiar platform. Yeah, people are used to it. Used to it. So yeah. they're used to using Outlook, they're used to using Word and Excel. Yep. Yeah. So Office 365 really provides that benefit about not having to re-educate staff, which, again, in in, in, in any business, that, that's a big cost is education. You said something about messaging. Are you, so you, so if, if... Oh, instant, instant messaging? Is that like texting? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, Again, I, I use a scenario where you've got your, your admin staff in the office and you're out on the road, for example. Yep. You can – it's called we, – we call it presence and, and status, essentially. So you can change your status to say I'm available or I'm not available. Yep. You'll go green when you're available. So someone could send you a text message and it will ping up on your phone knowing that you're available and you can answer straight away. So what it, what it does is, is it speeds up your communication yep. because – now I know when you're available and I can make that phone call or I can send you that message and I know you'll respond. Whereas if I don't have that visibility, I'll be making the phone call, be leaving a message, you'll be calling me back, leaving a message, and you end up playing phone tag. Yep. How much time do you waste playing phone tag? Yeah, true. So it's just about little efficiencies like that. Um, they're the sort of things that you you can get out of these these tools. 
So, Tom, how important is security around technology for businesses? Um, security is is really important, particularly particularly these, these days. Um, viruses and malware and and attacks in that 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 way are, are really really rampant at the moment, um, and they're just continuing to to evolve. Why do people do this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Boredom. I mean, some of it's driven by by money, particularly the likes of those uh, the ransomware style attacks, which is where people will um, you'll you'll get a virus infecting your machine and it it locks out all, locks you out from all your data, and then they want you to pay money to to unlock it. So it's driven by financial incentive. I'm guessing mm. some of it's also boredom. People just think they can do it. Oh dear! Yeah, so and, really, and because it's becoming more and more rampant, um, I guess is it getting harder and harder, or just a few? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it requires multiple levels, and not only technology. And this is the thing these days. Um, it's not. Some of the viruses are, are getting clever in that they're using very much a social engineering approach, where they will use very common brands such as current ones are going around are uh, Australia Post and DHL, mm. where you, you think Australia Post have actually sent you a message about a, a parcel. You may not have even sent a parcel, but it's Australia Post. Why, why wouldn't? Why would they not send it to you? So you open the email and it's a virus. Mm. Um, and then even those viruses aren't getting detected by a lot of um, tools as well. So you need multiple layers of website protection and, and reputation checks and things like that. So it's, oh my gosh. it's more than just technology now. It's a lot of, um, we're doing a lot of education with, with users continually. So it's about reminding people not to, if you get an email and you don't know who it's from, don't open it, just delete it. Mm. Uh, if it's that important, they'll send it again or they'll phone you about it. Mm. Um, but that's where a lot of people come unstuck. They get an email, looks legitimate. We'll click on the links go to a website, which then looks legitimate, enter in their details, and, and they're done. Yeah. Yeah. So is it so much not in, not opening an email or not clicking on links or attachments? Both attachments. So it's really the attachments that are the problem. Yeah. Links and okay. the attachments. Yeah. So some, some current ones, I mean, resume, there's a resume one going around at the moment where you'll get an email from someone Random, you don't necessarily know who it is, but it'll say, hi, I've attached my resume for your perusal. Would love it, love it if you've got some work opportunities. Oh, right. So what's the first thing you do? Oh, okay, let me have a look at their resume. Oh, dear. And it's a virus. Yep. So, so you need, so businesses really need to be, um, really conscious about these things and, and looking at not just virus protection on their machines, but educating staff. They need to be looking at multiple layers of protection as well. So website security, email, um, spam, all those type of things. So is securing um, the whole environment, um, is that an expensive exercise? Yeah, look, it, it can be. Um, you, you still, you've got to be um, – there's ways and means to do it to, to get levels of protection. It's all about how, how you as an – how customers view risk in their organisation. So if they're highly risk adverse and want to protect from – and look, you're not going to be able to protect from every every single element, but that's where you start spending lots and lots of money. But it may be overkill in some instances, so it's about spending the money in the right spot. Definitely antivirus software. Yep. Definitely some element of, of spam and antivirus on your email. Mm-hmm. And that would be the minimum. Yep. 
then looking at depending again on the, the size of the organization and how their networks are laid out, you definitely want to be looking at, at firewalls so people can't attack and, and come into your network. And then, and then the final, the final piece is really around content control and securing what people can browse to and, and putting in protections around that from a web, website perspective. So it's like, um, blocking particular sites and using and putting advanced antivirus scanning on when you go to a website, it scans the site first and see if it is a, a known malicious site or it's got malicious content and things like that. So oh. that's where you start getting into advanced. Uh, more advanced technologies to to be able to do that. How do how, so? How would businesses um, protect their own websites? Um, yeah, so that that's another another big challenge. Um, again, it comes down to using a very reputable um, hosting provider. Yep. So a, a known brand, making sure that when you are using a website and things like WordPress and Drupal and and those type of technologies, mm-hmm. the base ones, is making sure that they're being updated as well. Yep. Um, because inevitably people will, will be looking for ways to, to hack in or, or, or attack those sites. So the, the developers are then releasing patches and fixes. Yep. Um, and then that goes for the hosting company as well. You want to make sure that they're updating their servers and putting the latest protections on there and, and things like that. So. And I guess too, passwords need to be quite sort of, um, yep. difficult to crack. Yeah. So things that, like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of layers. So making sure you're, I mean, on a WordPress, it's a great example, um, making sure you have got a, a strong password. Yeah. Making sure you're not using the default username, which I think might be admin, and lots yes. of people use admin, admin. So yeah. making sure you're changing both of those. Yeah. Um, making sure you're putting in the latest updates. And then even changing things like where the administration page lives, rename it. Um, look at those sort of things. So you're not using the default settings. Right. Yeah. Um, so what impact does... This social engineering and uh, we haven't even talked about phishing, have we? Well, that, that's, that's the social engineering aspect is that right. phishing email. Yeah. So phishing attacks. And they're, they're essentially where you'll be sent an email, um, that looks legitimate to either visit a website or open attachment and you do. So it might be, you might get an email from your bank or a bank. Yes. Saying, click oh, here we've to, all seen those, yeah. yeah, click here to, to update your personal details. So you click on the link and it goes to a site that looks like your bank site, but unless you look carefully at the address, mm. it's it's a dodgy site collecting information. Yeah, so you sort of have a look too, I think, at um, the spelling. It's yeah, it's, it's about being it's about being vigilant and um, and being aware, lots of awareness. And users typically aren't. They're they're so busy doing what they need to do and, and getting through. They'll get an email and they inadvertently just click and open and, and do whatever they normally do. But you have to, you do have to think about what you're doing and, and looking at things like the spelling, the address mm. that the link's going to. If you do happen to land on a website and you're not quite sure, have a look. Does it have the, the padlock, the, the security certificate mm. um, there? Mm. Does those things look legitimate? Yeah. Um, and it's about slowing down. So, yeah, you need to be aware, slow down um, and take care when, when doing those things. Now, I know that Microsoft seem to regularly release updates and patches. Um, how important are these for security? And are there any other vendors that do updates like Microsoft do? Yeah, I mean, Microsoft are quite um, – they're, they're the ones you see the most. They're, they've got such a large install base. Um, so they're very proactive in, in releasing updates. And those updates are, are – are both security updates, so there's flaws and vulnerabilities that are found in systems. 
Um, so they're addressing those. Um, even um, additions and fixes for general operating system, but they're released at least every month. Um, and lots of other vendors do release them as well, probably not as regularly as Microsoft, but you'll see the likes of Adobe. I mean, Apple are releasing updates, but they're not very... They're not generally security focused, but they're still releasing updates and they should all be applied. Mm. Um, and it's about just that extra level of protection because what happens is in those situations is that someone, a hacker or someone even someone looking for it to, to be to be proactive about it, will find these flaws and release the flaws to say to Microsoft and say, Hey, we found this. This is what could happen. And then people go and directly exploit those those vulnerabilities. So if you're not patching your systems um, and your workstations and your servers, you're leaving yourself open to vulnerabilities and, and direct attacks. So this is part of the regular updates and security checks as part of the service that you provide? Yeah, so it's making sure that, that workstations and servers are all updated on a regular basis, that um, the, the software running is is the latest. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just adding that extra level of protection because – that in align with virus protection and, and different levels, that's where you're going to get the highest level of security. You might have the best virus protection on your machine, but if a hacker's looking at a particular exploit that's not virus-related, um, you can still be compromised. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there's other, other, other security areas, issues yeah, apart from it's viruses. It's more than just yeah. viruses, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's attacks and, and hacking and, and things like that. And you hear that on the, the big public... Um, organizations where such and such has been attacked and yeah. lots in the US, but, and they're specifically targeting those, those organizations. But then there's others who are just doing random internet scans looking for, for systems that are vulnerable. Mm. And we'll have a go at them. And I guess the security services that you provide for your clients also includes, um, Internal security um, for um, users. So if somebody leaves a company, yep. you know you 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 um, have steps, or, and you also, I guess, um, set up access so certain staff can only see certain elements of the web of the company's, you know, internet data. data. Yep. Yep. yep, that stuff. Yeah, very much so. It's it's about taking a, a holistic approach, not just. Updates and viruses and, and things like that. It's, it's about looking at processes and controls that are within the organization. Mm-hmm. Who has access to what data? Who has access to what folders? You don't want everyone in the organization having access to the payroll folder. No. Or to the HR folder, seeing everyone's details. And that's, that's security. Um, you don't want people who have left the organization. Um, and we see this all too often where people have left the organization, but their accounts are still active. So if there's any sort of remote access or remote, they could still get in if they were that way inclined. Mm. Um, other areas is regularly changing passwords on your machine, mm-hmm. um, not using the same passwords for for every site. And, and that's common as well, and that's because it's easy to remember. But if you lose that password or you've written it down on a piece of paper and stuck it to your monitor, that's, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you need to be... Again, it's, it's educating staff and putting in systems and controls and, and processes to... To almost enforce some of that change as well, so people are changing their passwords every sixty or ninety days um, okay. would be would be ideal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Tom, thank you so much for sharing some of these fantastic tips with us because I, I know with um, a lot of the clients that I've um, been chatting to in the last few months, systems and getting organised and running the show a lot more efficiently is one of the biggest bugbears of all. Um, and when you don't understand much about technology and as you say, you go to Google and you look something up, you're overwhelmed with the mm. amount of conflicting advice and choice and whatever, so it's really hard to get your head around. So if um, if we do, if, if somebody is wanting to, um, you know, get your help with not only helping to set up systems that, but, but, but providing support for when things go down and they've got, you know, the size of company that you're talking mm. about, 20 or, or more, that, um, I'll put notes in the, I'll put a link to your website in the show notes and they can contact you for a bit of a chat. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'm more than happy to chat with them. All right, that's excellent. And if you're if you're smaller than that and uh, you're not at uh, the Wintech size, um, I will uh, also put some uh, links in to other companies that I know that do what Tom does, but for a, for for the smaller sort of two three man band type uh, operations. That's fantastic, Tom. Is there what we'll finish off off there, but um, if you could just finish off with the one final tip for our listeners, that would be awesome. One final tip, I think the biggest thing is is ask for help. Yeah. Um, if if you do nothing else, then then ask someone who's who's in that field for some help. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll save you a lot of a lot of a lot of frustration, a lot of time, and a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. And then we all need to save those things. That's yes, for sure. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, terrific. Thank you so much, Tom. That's been very interesting. A really good chat. Good on you. I really appreciate your time. No problems, Annette. Anytime. Thank you. So what are the key learnings from this episode? Well, I've got three. The first one is not really understanding just how much technology can really help you in your business. There's so much that you can do to improve the way you run your business if you have the right tools. So you need the right programs, the right apps and the right devices to help you and your team. Once you've got these and you're all trained in how to use them, you can really, really improve your productivity and make life easier for your team and yourselves. Um, And you can really improve the service that you deliver to your customer as well. Number two key learning is security. And I have been on the uh, victim end of this, I can tell you. Hacking, phishing, identity theft, scams, they're more prolific than ever. And you do have to be quite vigilant and careful about what you do. You need to make sure that you and your team are all fully aware of what can go wrong. What sort of emails not to open, what to click on, you know, what sort of things to look out for. So it's a continuous learning curve. Make sure your systems are protected too with virus checkers and malware. They're all up to date um, and they get, you know, regularly, your your computers and your devices are regularly scanned and cleaned. And also if you you have a website, it is so important uh, that your website is backed up regularly um, and that the user and password, username and passwords to get into, particularly with, with WordPress, they're not obvious. Um, that you've got security plugins, that sort of thing. This is a service that we provide to all our customers who we've um, built websites for and we, we manage the websites and the hosting for them. It's just rampant and 
you need to be we we need to update and back up and check things every month which we do and the final thing is don't don't waste time trying to fix problems yourself and <laughs> this is something that I'm guilty of um, and it's a total time waster and you end up going down all these rabbit holes looking up information on the internet thinking oh look I can fix this it's not going to take me long and it does now just because you, you drive your car doesn't mean that you should also know how to give it a full service it's, it's exactly the same with your computers get them serviced get them fixed get them tuned regularly and when things go wrong believe me it will cost you far less money and time to get an expert in to fix it than to try and do it yourself or get your son onto it or you know one of your team members who knows a little bit it's not worth it they're the key learnings from today that I had I hope you had some as well um, we've got listed below in the show notes some resources so here's details of Tom's company WinTech um, so if you've got more than 20 users on your team and you want stress-free IT I urge you to contact Tom and, and have a chat if your team's a bit smaller than that um, I've listed another couple of companies that I'm aware of that provide this type of support for businesses um, like yours so get some help get yourself sorted and get your those systems in place so that your business is running a lot smoother thanks i'm annette wellsford i look forward to talking to you again soon bye now well done for listening to this podcast you've taken another step towards becoming a marketing genius. Visit tradiesuccess.com.au to grab the transcript of this podcast and other useful marketing goodies and take some sort of marketing action today.